Blog Talk Radio. Did you know that everyone is born with psychic abilities? It's just a matter of knowing how to tap into it. Wouldn't it be great to have a podcast that can help? This is the Psychic Inside Show. Joel the Vibrarian on a higher frequency is on a mission to elevate, enlighten, and empower. We're all born with gifts and abilities, but not all of us recognize or accept them. Hear from people who've opened up to the psychic inside. You'll hear their fascinating stories, and we'll take a peek behind the veil, plus psychic readings and more. Our phone line is open. Dial 646-787-8436. That's 646-787-8436. This is the Psychic Inside Show. And now your host, Joel the Vibrarian. Greetings and hello. Welcome to this week's episode of the Psychic Inside Show. My name is Joel and I am here to elevate, enlighten, and empower. Each week I have the amazing opportunity to sit down with people who I have encountered or been introduced to, who I've met along the journey, and I bring them on so that they can talk to us about how they discovered their psychic or I don't even know. Some people don't always recommend, uh, you know, reverberate with the word psychic, but say an extrasensory set of skills and abilities. And tonight is no different. I'm super excited to be welcome to my show this evening, Karima King. Karima, welcome to the Psychic Inside Show. Greetings. I'm so thankful to be here um, with you. And I I love the work that you do and everything that you bring. Um, So I'm honored to be a guest this evening and share my thoughts. (laughs) Well, for those of you who are listening to the podcast live, the number is 646-787-8436. If you have a question for Karima this evening about her journey or anything that she is sharing, Please uh, just press the pound or hashtag one key, and that lets me know that you want to come on the air. This episode is also going to be available. You could be listening on Audible or iTunes or Google, uh, Amazon Podcasts. Um, We're out there on all of the distribution platforms. All you have to look for is the Psychic Inside Show, and you can subscribe so that you don't miss any of the upcoming interviews that we have scheduled. Um, Also, on the Viber YouTube channel, you will have an opportunity to listen to this conversation this evening so that you can queue it up on your commute or pass it along to others, because I'm sure that there's something in Karima's journey that is going to touch you and provide a resonance that you will be able to relate to. Now, Karima, I believe that everyone is psychic, but that word psychic kind of is supercharged. Not everybody resonates with it in the same way. Do you consider yourself to be a psychic as you understand the word to be used? I do. I I feel that we all are. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the word, you know, it evokes a response because of what we've been taught about what it means, like gimmicks and, you know, all kinds of crazy commercials and all of that about psychic readers and being scams. So I think that that's why sometimes we look at it a certain way. But um, I kind of, I look at it as our innate connection to source. Yes. Um, It's the connection that we are born with. Um, it's our connection that we have through our soul. Our soul is connected to source, and therefore we are automatically all-knowing because we are connected to source. So if we are children from source, born from source, we possess all that is within us. Um, And that's why I think as children, a lot of us, we remember having – clairvoyant experiences, psychic experiences. So you do remember having, as a child, you do? I do. I remember having a lot of them as a child. Um, Pretty much going all the way back, as far as I can remember, I remember seeing seeing and hearing things that others did not necessarily see and hear. Um, I spent a lot of time alone as a child, too. So, uh, you know, I have siblings, but they're much older than me. So I had my imaginary friends and <laughs> I had, you know, I had my whole little crew. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I... You know, I was really big on plants. I used to love to spend a lot of time outside um, communicating with plants. And that was my childhood. Um, A lot of exploration, a lot of dreams. And I also, I remember like a couple of times that we had earthquakes that I dreamt that there was an earthquake a couple of days before. It would snow especially like with anything happening with the weather, I was very receptive to it. So um, a lot of were your, were your parents mm-hmm. aware that this was your experience? They were, and sometimes they would ask me things. Um, I have like on my father's side, they always had the gifts of um, being able to predict certain things. Um, I got, you know, I have my great-grandmother, and she used to be able to predict numbers. And then, um, and they used to always win stuff. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They would always win things, being in the right place at the right time. Um, Mm -hmm. And I would love to um, reawaken that within myself. So I have to work on it. <laughs> but I think that that's I think that that's very common. I think a lot of families, you know, sometimes you'll hear about families of dreamers. You know, they're the ones who are the dream workers or the ones who mm-hmm. are the ones who communicate with the plants. 
all of these things are part of our experience as humans because we are connected to source. So we all have access to it. Um, I think that, you know, we're living in a world that's a little different now, but it's good to see that it seems like there's a reawakening. And I think because people are more open to different practices, meditation, people are, you know, looking at their auras and they are cognizant of spirit. So it's awakening that again and people's abilities are coming back, even though I always felt like being in a concrete jungle, like blocks things. Mm-hmm. If if we could somehow live in a forest, <laughs> like we would always tap in, you know, keeping our feet in river water and being one with nature, we would be tapped in automatically. Right. Um, but it's still happening regardless, which is a beautiful thing, even in this concrete reality. You know, that is, again, that is so relatable say. when... Yeah. When you shared that, because there have been times when I thought, oh, my goodness, mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't make it outside for the full moon, right, to be mm-hmm. in the open air. But then part of me is like, the cement is not stopping that moonlight <laughs> from reaching no. you. It's affecting the whole planet, right? So, like, it, you can't stop nature, but certainly the different vibration of being connected, as you said, it was a very relatable example, you know, <laughs> as you an know, urban dweller, then, you know. Right. And then even with that, concrete is made of crystals, so there's some receptivity in there, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Even though it doesn't, it doesn't feel as good as looking at green, you know, a, a forest. I'd much rather see a forest than a bunch of buildings. So, as you grew, you ne- did you ever go through a phase of not being connected with your gifts, or did you pretty much have the pathway of just continuing to embody and receive all the kind of extra guidances and messages and viewpoints? No, for a long time, I felt like I was not connected for years. Um, I would have a few big events, you know, spread out. I would say I went through like my 20s, I didn't really have it. Um, but then I would have, every few years I would have a dream or something would happen. Like I remember when um, this was a, certain things stand out for me. Um, prior to 9-11, um, I had a project that I was working on in the World Trade Center And, you know, we had all gotten our badges and everything, and I actually went up to one of those floors. I think it was 110th, one of those floors up there. Mm -hmm. And I was the only one on the elevator. And when the door opened, the whole floor looked like it was the whole, the windows, everything looked like it was just covered in soot. It looked like a bomb hit it. Mm. And I just had such a feeling in my stomach. I said, what in the world? I remember pressing the button real fast, like, oh, no, got to go. 
Wow. I, I remember that. Yes. And then, you know, it wasn't long after that that we had the disaster. And I said, oh, my gosh. Now, was that in and your dream rem- or that was your experience? No, that was my experience in real life. Wow. And then, you know, the strange thing is no one knew what I was talking about right. when I told them about the floor. It was like, oh, no. This right. farm is on that floor, and they've got these many people. And I'm like, what? Yes, that's <laughs> you gotta crazy. Be me. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that and is then the wild. Last, yeah, it was interesting. And then the last one I had was, um, it was the pandemic. And I know a lot of people dreamt about the pandemic before it mm-hmm. before it showed up, but um, I didn't make the connection until we were in lockdown. <laughs> I said, oh, that's what that dream was about. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> so what was that your was dream? dream? So when I had that dream, I was on my way back from Ghana. Um, and it was, it was in, it was in early January. So, you know, I don't watch the news or anything, especially when I was over there. I'm like, I'm not even thinking about it. any of that mess so um I didn't know anything about the pandemic and or the pending impending pandemic at the time so I was coming back on the plane and I fell into a nice deep sleep and the dream was it started out with all of this turmoil and heavy winds and I was trying to get to the airport, Um, and then I veered off from the airport, and I was with two of my spirit guides, and I veered off from the airport. We were all in the car, and I went to a building, some type of government building. I went up in the government building, and it was like a a big hall, and um, it had these big red curtains, and out from behind the curtains... um, President, at the time, Trump, stepped out, and it was only a few people, you know, who were just standing around and talking, but the lady next to me, she says, oh, my gosh, she said, this is terrible what's going on. She said, and people have to keep their children home from school, and all of this, all of this um, plague is happening, and then this Mm -hmm. other guy standing next to me, he says, yeah. He says, well, the project is underway. And I'm oh, like, oh, wow. Then <laughs> <laughs> Trump comes out. Trump comes out and makes this big announcement that everything was in total chaos and that um, they were going to have special alterations that were going mm-hmm. to, um, that they were going to, that were going to take place. And then I saw, okay, the vaccine. I saw that, like, in my mind's eye, special mm-hmm. alterations um, to protect people, and that um, they were going to have designated areas for people to be able to take shelter um, away from the, the turmoil. But they would have to undergo these alterations. <laughs> mm. And so... Right, right. And then he says, well, the project should be complete by 2025. And that was the dream. So when I woke up, <laughs> when I woke up, 
Right. I'm like, okay, that was strange. What in the world? So I get to JFK, I get to the airport, and I see all these long lines of Asian people with masks on. Nobody else had masks on, only them. Mm. I'm like, that's weird. (laughs) You know, I'm walking. (laughs) Totally clueless, totally clueless. Right. You know, I come home, I'm not thinking about any of this stuff, and then you know, my mother's like, oh, yeah, things are getting bad with this thing. You know, by that time, it was like February. And, you know, because, I mean, we always hear things in the, in the news. We right. had Asian flu. We had swine flu. We had it all. Right. So I'm, I don't tend to pay those things any attention until they started making announcements, you know. Right. And I'm like, oh, this is real. Right. And did you I even at that point connected? Did you connect the yes. dream yet at that point? Then completely, completely, mm-hmm. completely. And then I kind of already knew what was coming after that. Right. Um, so it's played out. It's pretty much played out, um, or playing out. It's still playing out. And so, so the pre the precognitive for, or the foretelling dreams. Did you say that that is in, like, your family uh, gift, a strong uh, yes. way it expresses for you all? Yes, yes, that has been definitely a thing. Um, and I can remember all the way back to childhood when frequently if I lost something or if someone misplaced something, I would dream about where it was and I would be able to tell them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it, you know, for years I didn't have anything like that. It, you know, in my adult life, nothing like that was coming through. Um, so, you know, I just trust spirit and whatever well, I need to know, I'll know. <laughs> what happened for you in terms of returning back or ushering back in your connection after that period of time of it being dormant? I didn't do anything um, to try to, I mean, well, not consciously, subconsciously, because I, you know, I was always very much into holistic practices. So I started, um, now, I, I, you know, my connection was with herbs, so I was connecting with the plants. That was early on as a child. And then in my teenage years, I started to go into formal study. You know, at the time, we had Clayton College and Natural Health. So it was all about nutrition and fasting because I had health issues that I needed to overcome. You know, I had severe asthma, and I was able to um, get that reverse and be healthy and be fine and be able to to dance and do everything I did without a problem. Um, So I think that all of those little things, knowing what to do, what to study, um, I didn't get into meditation until later, probably not until my late 20s. Um, And then I got into yoga. I really enjoyed yoga and became a um, kinetic yoga teacher. Um, yes, I wanted to ask a little bit about what is, mm-hmm. you know, uh, k- 
comedic yoga. I've met a couple practitioners of that. Uh, and so I was just curious. Yeah, comedic yoga is a system that the postures are aligned with the postures in the ancient temples, in the pyramids. Um, so the work was, um, the term was coined by Muata Ashby, Dr. Ashby. Um, he's been around very long. Uh, he's a scholar. He actually takes groups to um, commit to the temples and um he promotes the yoga practice. It is a beautiful practice because every posture is aligned with one of the comedic deities, and it literally takes you through a procession of rebirth. Mm. And the concept is after 100 days of consistently um, doing the full procession, it regenerates you. Mm. and it transforms you, and it does work. So, you know, developing the discipline of doing that every single day for 100 days um, <clears throat> is it's a beautiful practice. Um, I did get into kundalini yoga as well. Well, and when you talk about the curing, the, mm-hmm. you know, your asthma, I'm mm-hmm. very interested in hearing more about that as well. Oh, yeah. So that came through a series. Actually, um, I have to, I give credit to my mom because mm-hmm. she had the books. She had um, Dr. Africa's African Holistic Health book. Okay. And she had Queen Afua's um, mm-hmm. Heal Thyself, her first book. Yeah. It came out long before Sacred Woman. So yeah. between those two books, I was able to read and learn. And then I also read Back to Eden. Mm-hmm. And all of that was like around the age of like 11, 12. And she okay. had those books and I was just glued to those books. Because mm-hmm. they all talked about herbs and ways of healing right. the body. And, and I put them into practice and it worked. Very quickly, very quickly. That's amazing. You know, again, talking about having access to books. Like for my mom, it was a lot of cookbooks, right? A community mm-hmm. cookbooks and family cookbooks, you know. And so, like, when you pick that up, and you're sitting with it over like seven, eight years of childhood, it always being present and available, that is a, that's like a, such a beautiful resource that people don't realize what yeah. if you leave a book around a kid, what a kid can do with it, right? Oh, it's amazing. It's so true. It's so true. I learned so much so early from her, from the books that my parents had. They had an extensive library. (laughs) So it is so true. I think children learn more that way, too, than when we drill it into them. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yep. So. 
Now, you have traveled extensively. Where all have you gone, like literally traveled? Where all have you gone and what were some of the experiences uh, or like uh, teachings and learnings that you experienced in some of those places? Well, I would say most of my learning has been right here. Okay. I just um, tapped into teachers who were from other places. Like when I did my Reiki um, master training, the teacher, she was from Japan. She Mm -hmm. was right there in New York City. Um, Okay. When I did my, um, the study on the Mayan Arvigo techniques, that was here also. That was actually between Florida and New York, um, I learned I learned Central American herbs. I learned some in Central America, Costa okay. Rica. Um, I also visited Venezuela. Uh, I spent quite a bit of time in Trinidad. I lived there for a while. Um, mm-hmm. That's where a lot of my family is. So I learned a lot in Trinidad, a great deal. And I did learn a a lot in Ghana as well. Um, I have on my list, (laughs) (laughs) I definitely want to get to, I want to get to Tanzania. Okay. Kemet, Tibet, and India, and Peru. Oh, okay. Those first okay. ones, yeah, and Brazil, and then I'll I'll move on from there. But those those are like my immediate. So you're going to plans, all the media you know? portals. Oh my goodness! Yes, 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 yes. So I have such a connection to those places. You know, um, you ever look at um astrocartography? It's so interesting. Um. You could, if you actually, if you go online to astro.com mm-hmm. and you put in your birthday, you put in all your birth information, not only do you get a chart, a birth chart, but you can also see your soul connection to different places on Earth. Oh, really? Okay. Yes, yes. It's that really has beautiful. To be interesting. It's very interesting because I got to really experience it um, and what it does when you visit different places and how it activates different parts of you. That is the truth, though. It is truly um, it's a cellular kind of experience. When you visit these places, it's like soul retrieval in a way, the self picking up an aspect of itself vibrationally from visiting that location. I think it's pretty cool. Oh, my. It's so cool, so beautiful, you know. But, um, you know, just thinking about, I have a lot of thoughts on just, you know, in terms of, like, developing Psychically, you know, a lot of us, I think we should always um, encourage our children to be able to live in their imagination, live with their imagination. 
um, and be able to experience it as reality because it is a form of reality. It's a form of reality, you know. Um, yeah, every invention and idea started out in the imagination space. That's right. So true. And they need that fluidity because the way we live, again, getting back to that word concrete, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's almost like it puts a block. It, it can really put a block in a damper. And, um, you know, try to mold our children into a way of thinking from the second that they begin school and they begin learning words and the meaning of words, it's like automatically everything is de- is is uh, defined and has a designation, which is okay, but there also needs to be room for fluidity. When I see yellow, I may not be seeing the yellow that you see. I remember as a child having different names for colors, having other languages, you know, making up languages. And I think all that is important um, to allow them to have that, like, so that our imaginations can continue to soar and create possibilities and not get locked in. And also just knowing that anything is possible. Well, to be able to, as a child, think of what you had read in a book and then later in life Mm -hmm. be able to apply that to your own physical condition, right, that possibility was just natural to you because you'd seen it. Yeah. Uh, through other people showing the possibilities of what could be done with an herb, a plant, et cetera, you know. Um, true. In terms That's of – true. In terms – like, so you're so multifaceted. That's why I pause because there's a lot of different uh, vines, if you will, to follow down in terms of your uh, your your journey. Um so you got the herbalism and nat- naturopathy and um, women and womb wellness, all those like walk right along a similar path. So you work with women. And one thing that I heard you say, I think at a meeting recently, was about the term doula. Was that you that shared about the term doula? Yeah. That was me. Okay, okay. I want to. I would love to like uh, hear more about what you do with that. And not that, but okay. you know what I'm saying with womb wellness. And yeah. Womb- <laughs> <laughs> so, um, for me, that came in because I knew that I wanted to have my children naturally. Um, so. I was able to, I was able to, I'm going to say the word that we use now all the time, manifest midwives. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> that I that I got to learn so much from, and I just have so much respect for the work that they do. Um, and I remember when I was pregnant with my first child, I didn't know one, but I knew I wasn't going to be in the hospital. So I was walking one day and happened to run into a store called Birth Books and Beyond, and that was owned by a granny midwife named Nankuleko, who uh, light light and love be upon her um, Mm -hmm. on her journey. Mm -hmm. But I got to learn so much working with her, and um, it was just such a beautiful, it was a beautiful space to be in. So with my experience, my birth experience, I knew that that was something that I wanted to share and I wanted to assist other mamas in having those beautiful experiences as well. Um, I I became really, really passionate about that um, and really set on seeing, you know, what was going on in the birth field change. So I shifted a lot of my focus into birth work. Um, And I did, I recently got to work with um, a midwife, a phenomenal midwife that I've known over the years um, who just made her transition. Mm -hmm. Uh, her name is Nana Siti, love and light be upon her, and also Mama Oshin, love and mm-hmm. light be, up, be upon her as well. But these are phenomenal, phenomenal mothers mm-hmm. who who changed the world. You know, they changed the world because they changed the way that these babies came in through the portal and took their first breath on earth. And it's just so amazing to me. And that was always an inspiration for me. And that's how I got into birth work. That's really near and dear to me. When you recently uh, actually brought in uh, a connected, uh, a grand daughter of someone that we know, correct? Yes, yes, yes. Much love. Oh, gosh, I love them, the whole family. Our sister Sandy. <laughs> yes. Yes, and her beautiful uh, baby. Beautiful Muhammad, who was on our show two weeks ago, has a grandbaby that was um, welcomed into the world by you. And that's beautiful. Oh, well, you know, that had to be a remote situation because sometimes oh. things are not. Yes, yes. But, I mean, all the best anyway. It was still okay. it was still good. It was yeah. still, um, I was able to share words of encouragement and empower her and help her to realize who she is. And it's an honor. I give thanks for every opportunity to do that, um, you know. Now, another thing that you do in terms of health and wellness is what I've always said is iridology, but is it iridology? Am I wrong? 
You're not wrong. People say it different ways. I thought it was iridology. I was taught iridology. And then other teachers I hear say iridology. So you're not wrong. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. I wanted to make sure you butcher it. Like, that's not even what I do. I've I've heard uh, both. (laughs) So uh, we just hear about what this... this modality involves. We do have several people. Uh, hold on a second here. We have uh, we have some folks in the phone line. The phone lines are filling up, and so I'm checking in with my screener here real quick to see we have some hands up. So okay, we have somebody with a question here. Before we get into the topic of iridology, let me uh, mm-hmm. pull. Eddie over and see Eddie. Let's see here if I can do this. Eddie, this is Joelle. I just did this. Welcome to the Psychic Inside Show. You had a question for Karibo? Yeah. um, Just spiritually, what what do you see or you sense anything around me? Find me a step. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Let me pause, Eddie. So let me pause. We're not doing the readings yet in the show. I thought you had a question about her journey. We'll bring you back on for the second half of the broadcast when she will be talking personal questions, okay? Okay, but what I will add is I definitely appreciate what she was emphasizing on about how important um, imagination is. Because I strongly Mm -hmm. feel that's what's wrong with society as adults is everybody has forgotten how to use their imagination, and that's another reason why it's such a parasitic environment. Mm-hmm. Agreed and mm-hmm. snaps on that parasitic mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Let me put I you on, it. and we'll be back around to you later. Okay, I misunderstood mm-hmm. my screener. So um, circling back into the iridology. So... Okay, so um, I use iridology or iridology as one tool. It's a snippet and a snapshot and a way for me to easily communicate with my client in a way that they can actually go back and verify um, the condition of their body or what's going on. Um, I don't diagnose, so I'm going to use my words very wisely here. Mm -hmm. But um, basically with iridology, um, it's the study of the terrain, Um, the terrain, the tissues, the status of the tissue. If you look at your iris, you'll see various folds and hollows, gaps, lines, holes. You'll see areas that are more dense, areas that are more transparent. You'll see texture, and it it tells you about the fluids and the tissue of the body. That's the concept. And you can get insight to the overall constitution as well as what may have been inherited as well. Um, It's a really beautiful practice. However, it's one thing that is used. We also look at the tongue. We look at the face face structure, voice, 
Um, there's so much that goes into being able to um, really look at our health and make assessments. I do actually give classes <clears throat> on holistic health. And I show mamas a lot of times what to look for in their children. If their child is walking on their toes, you know, and you look in their eye and you see excessive yellow around the pupil, then the child may be constipated. So it's just little things like that that we are able to keep an eye on and keep our finger on the pulse. But, yeah, we use also pulse as a form of um, checking as well what's going on inside the body. But with iridology, the amazing thing that I've noticed is that since I've been attending some of the, um, you know, the the festivals and providing services, what I started to notice is that I started to get a whole lot of messages. And then I realized, yes, the eyes really are a window to the soul mm-hmm. <laughs> because, well, uh, you know, I, I've had – all kinds of people come through and people's ancestors and spirits, guides or whatever, showing me things and telling me things because a lot of times, even I speak for myself, sometimes we don't listen and we're not still enough to hear. So the person who is sitting with you, a lot of times will get those messages so that they can convey them to you. So I do my best to convey them in a way that doesn't scare people um, because there's always there's always a way of clearing things as long as we have breath there's always a way and there's all there are always methods we are given so many tools it's not even funny and I know a lot of times it can feel like we're bombarded on this planet with so much negativity but one thing I realize is that we've got a thousandfold as much positivity going on as we do the negativity. It literally swamps it. So for everything that's out there to throw a dagger, you know, we're handed all kinds of tools to mend. I think as long as we remember that, things won't be so, you know, worrisome. Oh, yes, big stakes living, right? Like, yes, yes. This is it. There'll be nothing else. It's this or nothing. Is this or that, black or white, it's over. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But I, with iridology, I, I love it. I give credit to my teachers. I've had wonderful teachers, um, Dr. Morris, Dr. Dira, who is, you know, Dr. Um, and Dr. Goss's uh, lineage, and I've learned so much from them and learned, you know, how, you know, the body works and the mechanism and the way um, you can directly see the condition of the digestive system. That's something that everyone can do by using a flashlight in a mirror, you can directly look at your digestive system through your eyes. It's the area, the first layer right around the pupil. And a lot of us, you know, that's something that we need to do regularly because such a strong connection between the gut 
in our brain and our overall health, our immune system, everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the gut is, it's another brain. It, you know, it's, mm-hmm. another, it's a center of the body, it's right in the center. So making sure that that is on its axis and um, is um, harmonized, making sure that everything is flowing smoothly is so key. And that also ties into our psychic experiences as well. Because to have good psychic experiences, we want to support the brain. We support the brain through the gut. Um, making sure that we're processing things well. Um, you know, we have the vagus nerve. It link, links the gut and the brain directly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gets a lot of feedback from the intestines, which mm-hmm. also picks up all the emotional states. Um, you know, our gut communicates directly with our brain. And, and as soon as we realize that, we know that... Um, we need to nurture it. We need to be drinking those teas and kind of lightening up on the stuff that we're dumping into the gut because we have to think it's crossing. Many of these substances cross the blood-brain barrier, and they end up clogging the channels that we need to be open in order to receive messages. You know, our nervous system well, that's what it's when they say most of us are living with like severe adrenal fatigue because yep. of the fight or flight sure. priming of the matrix, which is constantly running ticker symbols of pay attention, it's urgent, watch now, now, now. Oh, it's so true. That's all the sympathetic nervous system right there, fight or flight. Right, and constantly being... Well, we- Well, it's interesting because you talk about, like, the health of the body and and, uh, the digestion and the food. And, you know, my belief is that we are in a system that is well-primed to use our biology against us and to have the gut-brain relationship exploited in a way through the way the products are chemically and packaged and scented and additives and all of that. And so when you begin to look at your eyes and look at the the quality of your skin and your your biology differently, you can begin to see how those chemicals and additives do change how you appear. It's so true. It's so true. I I really think it's so underrated. Like, you know, I listen a lot to, um, no, you know, uh, Santos Benacci. Oh, yeah. I just got in there recently. Oh, my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, the way he talks about, he makes a connection. You know, I always felt like the brain... The brain, the spinal cord, it's an altar, you know, it's the altar of the soul, and we have to take care of it. And in the, you know, in those, along that spine, we have all the nervous system connections. It's, it's so many channels. 
And um, that's the way we sense our environment. And when we talk about being psychic, a lot of it has to do with being receptive and um, having senses that are completely open and ready to receive. In our practices in Ayurveda, that's what it's all about. From the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep, it's about aligning clearing the senses, purifying the senses. We purify the senses through our breath. Um, We purify our senses through eating the right foods, drinking water when we first wake up, um, making sure that we're getting proper exercise, um, that all the elements within our body are stimulated, air, water, earth, air, ether. Oh, I said air twice. (laughs) Um, But all of the elements that we are made of are getting their proper, their proper um, nourishment and that they are being activated. So I think that when we talk about um, clairvoyance, one of the things that's really important is yoga. Yoga and uh, the meditation, meditation practices, meditation creates space. It requires us to pull all of our senses inward so that we're not so focused outwardly. Uh, We're focused on our breath. Usually when I start a meditation, um, the easiest thing is to follow the breath, focus Mm -hmm. on the breath, and don't get attached to any mental chatter. Our minds can race and all the thoughts can go through. Um, but we just observe it like we're watching hawks circling in the sky, mm-hmm. you know, without getting attached to it, just allowing them to pass. And eventually we'll be focused only on our breath. And it'll let you, you know, it allows you, your nervous system to really... Um, be disarmed um, Mm -hmm. we have so much stimulation around us well when you develop a practice like that then the pull becomes to get more of that space because the system likes that reprieve that rest that respite once it gets a taste of oh (laughs) right then it will oh, bring us back to that, and it will pull us out of that uh, more hectic stimuli environment more consistently as we give more space. It takes more space. <laughs> it's so true, so true. And, you know, sometimes these things, you know, we may go through our, uh, where we're consistent, we meditate every day, we do it for months, years on end. Then you fall off. It's okay. It's all part of the process. You know, we shouldn't go into, you know, condemning ourselves. We can just pick it up where we left off, you know, keep going. Well, there are other ways, too. <laughs> you were, it's almost like then moving full circle because the living foods that you read about in the herbs and the mat and the books when you were growing up, you actually then also are living foods proponents 
and amongst all the other kind of health and wellness, you're very comfortable with um, that kind of program or lifestyle, if you will, and in passing that knowledge on to others as well through your clients, correct? Yes, yes. I love, um, I do love living foods. I spent several years raw. Mm-hmm. And it's like every day I always want to get back to all raw. <laughs> it's a lot of work, isn't it? Uh, well, it all depends on how you do it. It's work if you want a gourmet meal. If you want a gourmet meal every day, then it's a lot of work, you know. But if you enjoy fruit, you know, you can. It, well, now it's winter time. I don't really like to um, eat tropical fruits in the winter, so I'll stick with like berries or something. If as long as I'm being good. Um, but, you know, I think, I think that, you know, we do what we can because here again, we're in an environment where it would be best to grow our food, but that's not always possible. Right. So in the event that we can't or sometimes we have to grab something, I think it's important. We can put our hands over our food and you can interject and raise the vibration of that food, interject words of power, um, pray over it, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. Reiki over it, whatever mm-hmm. you need to do. Um and ask that that food um, do no harm and that it that you're able to extract out of it whatever you need mm-hmm. for your body to the best of its ability, what it can give. And thank the food and go on and eat it. <laughs> oh, that's right. The highest possible vibration for this piece of chocolate that's cake. It. That's it. We have to do we have to do what we can do, right? Right. Um I remember I used to be so so bent on certain things and this has to be this way and that has I only drink this type of water, I only do this, I only get I mean, that's all well and good, but at at the same time, I'm not living in a tropical environment, and I have to be, right. yeah, I have to right. consider everything. Well, and if you're struggling and trying to be compliant with something, then you're negating the vibrational frequency by your, your feeling state while you're doing it. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Now, so, I mean, just from talking with you in this in this conversation, I mean, it's clear like you're just very integrated in terms of your knowledge comes from a lot of different aspects of you in totality um, within each of the subject areas. So a person who would want to contact you, what is the if you had to say a typical client experience uh, of a person who wants to work with you. So typically um, 
I would do an initial consultation where I will make my assessment about what I think and where I may be able to best support. And then I always will ask if this is something I can do or, you know, what parts of it I can do, which parts of it need to be referred. Um, And then from there, I usually integrate diet, lifestyle, um, herbs, a certain, a lot of times I'll do a particular meditation with a client mm-hmm. and I'll recommend particular yoga postures um, okay. and kind of depends. It's very fluid. Sometimes I'll look at their birth chart. Um if I feel moved to, like, it's really important, I'll do that. Um, and I'll check to see. It's just really like looking it's for It's an integrative. Yes, and looking yeah. for information. To, and then I usually do a write-up. I'll do a report based mm-hmm. on what I see. And I'll recommend, um, you know, what has what has worked and what I've seen work and where other people have um, found relief in whatever it is. Um, so that's, now, that's usually my visit. And I also will do energy clearing, too, as of more recently. Um, I used to do Reiki alone, like back when I first became a Reiki master, but now I don't do that. I don't really do that often. Um, mm-hmm. It's rare, so I integrate it into everything else. Right. So when you're, I know I sat with you at uh, the big psychic fair, Gloria Parker's event up in Roswell. It happens the first of the month every month if you're in the Atlanta area. Um, um, you did an iridology view for me, uh, briefly. And then the mm-hmm. next time I was there, you held some crystals and then just started, uh, channeling. <laughs> and, and, uh, just, I guess it was just a reading or a spiritual download or whatever just kind of came through. (laughs) (laughs) So the way that you flow is that whatever spirit like leads you to say or see or experience, you just are in that moment. Yes. I'm in the moment. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So I don't think either one of us were expecting it. Yeah, I don't think either (laughs) one of us were expecting it when you grabbed the crystals and then it was like, oh, it was like a window opened up and next thing you knew you were, you know, uh, just talking, talking, talking. So that, you know, your connection to that psychic field is persistent and strong from the way it appears to me. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I feel it sometimes more than others. Um, 
also, too, you know, it depends on the per- person because some people don't want to be seen, so they cloak themselves, and that's okay, too, you know? Mm-hmm. You know? I'm sure you encounter people that you think, wow, I wish that they would cloak, learn how to cloak themselves. <laughs> <laughs> If they knew what they were broadcasting, they would probably do differently, you know. (laughs) Um, I have my moments, too. Believe me, I have my moments. (laughs) In terms of um, your passing on of this knowledge that you receive from so many wise elders, do you have teaching opportunities or workshops or, uh, that you have at this present time? I do. I do about four times a year, um, virtual classes on holistic health, on holistic okay. health. Um, I had planned on doing a class for elders. Um, I announced it this past fall, but I have not launched it yet. But that is something I do want to do this spring because I feel it's so necessary, um, specifically for caring for our elders. Um, I, I often do classes about caring for our children and the things that they need. Mm-hmm. Particularly, I usually do that one around August when they're going back to school. Like okay. the beginning of August or July before the weather starts to change and everybody gets sick. So that's usually, um, I've had uh, organizations who asked me to teach parents on that and they would host the classes. Um, so those are pretty much the classes that I have put out on holistic, pretty much all centered around holistic health. And I also do have a herbal first aid class. You got one, mm-hmm. herbal first aid and the foraging, like how to identify the plants that are around you and knowing how to tap into and, and you know, create an alliance with them so that you can work together. You can help cultivate them and they can help you with whatever you need. So um, that's that the class, class that's usually done twice a year. <laughs> I say that class for me would be how to not kill yourself eating in nature. <laughs> 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 Starting with don't put that in your mouth. <laughs> yep, identifying the poisonous lookalikes is so true, so important. Right. <laughs> Don't eat those mushrooms unless you know what it is. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Um, I, where can people connect with you to find out about your class offerings or uh, working with you in a client relationship? They can find me on Instagram, I-E-Y-E dot M-A-M iridology dot iridology, I-R-I-D-O-L-O-T-Y. So I, as in your eye that you see with, dot 
dot iridology. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also find me. Uh, you can email me as well at Temple of Regeneration info at Temple of Regeneration. So it's info i n f o at Temple T E M P L E of O S Regeneration R E G E N E R A T I O N. Okay, wonderful. Uh, we had some folks listening. Oh, here we go. Hold on. I think we had a live caller here who wanted to pop in real quick before leaving. Hello, you're on the Psychic Inside Show. Well, maybe not. Hello? I know there's a- Hi, you're on the Psychic Inside Show. Did you have a comment or a question? This is Dr. Tracy J. How are you? Oh, uh, hello, Dr. Tracy. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the Psychic Inside Show. Uh, Karima Tracy, you met her at our circle. She's the heart lady. <laughs> and, uh, How Tracy has <laughs> been on the show before as well, so this is a little psychic convention. Did you oh, have a comment or question? Well, I, yes, I didn't. I was. I didn't realize that I that was. Um, you were speaking to me when you you said that you were up. I thought I was hearing you bring on someone else. That's the reason why I didn't say anything. First of all, right. and I just wanted to say, you know, it's this. This show is so amazing and wonderful, and I really appreciate. Um, my uh, connection and information that I received because I also received a reading or ideology reading and it was really powerful. Um, the first time, uh, one of the things she brought forth was, um, or you brought forth was about me being concerned about my daughter. And at that time, I wasn't so much um, concerned about her in a manner in which I, it would be you know, something that was in the forefront of my heart and mind, but like shortly thereafter, there were some things that took place that made me, you know, made my heart heavy and I was concerned and worried about her. So I remember that and I was grateful for it. And um, it's just been such an awesome experience to um, receive and interact. And uh, I just wanted to say that and that, you know, the information that's coming forth is amazing. But I have one question. I didn't get an opportunity to write down the website that you made mention about um, the different geographic areas, and it would let you know not only, you know, um, giving you your, I think you said astrology chart information, but also how you would relate to different areas because I've been moving around a lot. And uh, it would be awesome and nice to be able to see um, the areas that I've been in or those areas that I'm thinking about, you know, visiting, how it would relate to to my journey and what I would experience as a result. Oh, yes. It is astro.com. That's plain old www.astro.com. And okay. what you do is you click on, there are so many options on there, so you just kind of have to, 
fish around on there. But you, if um, if you go at the top of the page, there will be an area that says personal daily horoscope. And you put in, you type in your name. You create an account, type in your name. You put in your birthday, everything. Um, and it's going to tell you, like, your aspects of the day and what they mm-hmm. You'll get long and short-term aspects. And um, then you can go, um, I think it's, yeah. So you click on horoscope tab at the top, on the top left. And you will see amongst, oh, there it is, location astrology. So you click on Astro Click Travel. Astro Click Travel under location astrology. Okay, Astro. Okay, hold on. I'm typing it. Mm -hmm. You said Astro. Astro Click Travel. So it's under the free horoscope tab. Yep. Okay, Astro Click Travel. Okay, that would be mm-hmm. very interesting. I would really like to know, or even oh, yeah. like where if I am move, currently. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay. Yeah, that's well, awesome. So I'm glad you clarified for that, uh, Tracy. I would have asked myself, and uh, now I understand what your message to me was asking, because she's texting. I'm like, it's showtime. <laughs> But now it's like, get the name of the book, the website. So I did it now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't know because I didn't know if you saw that I was on and I thought maybe you would because it was shortly after she made that statement. And I was like, okay, what is this? Uh, But, yes, I've been listening and enjoying the the um, talk. So well, and I forgot that you're the one that told me about Karima like months before I made it around to the fair to see her. So like it was mm-hmm. probably two, wow. or three, two or three months beforehand that you were telling me about uh, the scan that she did for you uh, with the health. Mhm, mhm. It was wonderful, and I really appreciated yeah. the information that came through in terms of what she suggested that I take as far as a, a supplement, it was very, very helpful. So it, it is it's really awesome. So it was like really I wasn't expecting, just like with you, Joelle, I wasn't expecting the part when she was sharing about how, you know, she saw that I was concerned or worried about my daughter. Um, that was one thing that, you know, kind of stood out and, and I, you know, received that, oh, this is what she was talking about when it actually happened. So I received more than what I had um, bargained for. <laughs> That's a great part. Yeah. It's an honor mm-hmm. all the time. It's always an honor. Yes, well, thanks for uh, coming on, Dr. <laughs> Tracy. I'm going to put you back on the listening line and uh, uh for those of you who are listening later, I'll try to put the link to Trace's interview in the show notes for you to be able to check out our conversation as well. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, that's beautiful uh, real-time testimony for you. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> word of mouth, right, travels through community It makes me it makes me love what I do. It really does. So I can make a difference in the lives yeah, of others. 
your astrological knowledge is something as well that's in your little gumbo of a person because, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, let's call you sister gumbo from now on because you got a little bit of this and a little bit of that and some of it's a secret. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I really, really, really delved into astrology. Like, um, a, astrology helped me to understand myself. So that's what it was driven by. Mm-hmm. It was driven by me needing to understand me. Um, I guess everything is like that, but really astrology, because it's like I need to understand why, you know, I think like this. And then it helped me to actually, um, you know, respond accordingly. So that's the beautiful thing about astrology. It's helped me navigate life. Well, and you've done, you know, you're not just like reading the magazine horoscopes. I think uh, we were also talking about something, and I dropped a date out there, and you were like, do you have to do that on that day? Oh. I don't know why. You're like, well, you know, the planetary aspects are not that favorable for you. You know, most people be like, oh, because it's, you know, spring break or such and such. And you're like, no, Pluto, it's going to be here, and you don't want to do such and such. So it was definitely a deep knowledge that you weren't, like, Googling that. You were just like, this is what what the energies were going to be from your wealth of knowledge. Right, right. I I, um, that's my, I use a astrometric software, and then I also constantly listen to astrologers all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's something that's always going on. I'm always listening to astrologers. So sometimes it gets a little bit jumbled up in my head, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but spirit makes sure the right part gets out. We yeah, are and just... I mark up my calendar. I mark up my calendar for like a couple of months ahead. I put the moon dates on there and I put – um. Certain things I'll put in red, like, you know, this is a good day to launch, do an email blast. And based on my chart, it's it's helped me a lot. It's really helped me a lot. So, And the days that I know that I don't need to interact with people, I can see that, too. <laughs> like an argument might break out or something. <laughs> so I think I'm going to just stay quiet today. Okay, I know that's right. It's a good stay home day, right? Mhm. Yep. Um. You also, do you have such a long list? Like, a, like that's one of the beautiful things about um, being an integrative healer is that there's a thousand different things that you bring into doing what you do, and it's been collected over every step of your journey to this current now moment. But um, you have a conference that you host annually uh, prior to COVID, and so would you share a little bit about that as well? Yes, yes. So the conference is a conference on African spirituality. Um, now, the first time I held the conference was in 2018. It was in person. 
Um, and it was, I had several practitioners across different systems, as well as keynote speakers who included some scholars. Like um, I had Ashra Kwesi, um, Lisa mm-hmm. Tish, to name, to name a few. Um, and I had practitioners that had workshops going on simultaneously. So attendees would choose a workshop that, the, you know, whatever resonated with them. I, I had re- um, workshops on meditation, uh, some metaphysical workshops as well as some traditional African teachings that people, you know, may have wanted to learn, like um, uh, Ifa practices as well as, um, you know, the other lesser known things that we don't really hear about. We hear about Buddhism. We hear about Judaism and Christianity. So I felt that it was an area that needed some light, that what we have to offer and what has come from the continent that our ancestors brought needed light and needed to be more known Um, and not known just by, you know, a few. A lot of people are practitioners but don't make it known because there's so much surrounding it. Um, And I feel like it doesn't get the light that it should get uh, in the world. So that was my way of contributing to that, um, creating a space where people could come and learn and it would be, it would be embraced, you know, our traditions could be embraced and celebrated as the truth of what they are mm-hmm. in their highest light. So another one is going to be coming up, but this one is online and it's in February. Mm-hmm. So it's in two weeks. Okay. Um, a little bit more than two. It's 17 days to be exact. It's in 17 days. I'm doing the countdown because I have to get my event right out so that people can sign up. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> as of right now, <laughs> as of right now, if you're interested, you can actually um, – Either use any of the methods, um, Instagram or the email that I gave to let me know, and I can send you a link to let you know when it's time to register. Okay. But registration will be opening up this Friday. Okay. And it's in two weeks. It's in two weeks. It's a two-day conference, three-day it's yes. Um, it's it, Friday evening. It begins with an opening, okay. opening uh, libation, um, words of power, and then Saturday and Sunday there will be workshops as well as a keynote. Okay. Well, I know uh, when you shared about it, I thought, hmm, 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 hmm. Will the materials be available if someone who who registers but can't attend during the time, will they be able to catch the replay of those sessions? Absolutely. Absolutely. It will all be recorded. Okay. It will all be recorded and they can catch replay. Yep. 
Um, and then also I wanted to know about this guy I just started talking to kind of sort of, yeah, and um, <laughs> to see where you thought that would go. Because I'm separated. I've been separated for about three years now. And um, my uh, he's trying, my current ex, I guess it's just, it's a mess. But anyway, what can you, what spirit, what does spirit have to give me? And I'm writing this down in my notes so I can write it, you know, have, um, just to have notes and, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's start with the first question. You asked about your gallbladder and um, having a polyp on your gallbladder. So yeah. I just want to kind of go into conceptually what that is. Um, whenever we talk about, like, polyps and um protrusion of tissue or anything like that. It's in a holistic mindset. It's really about the body trying to encapsulate what it doesn't want to spread around the body. Mm. This is, this is the concept. Yeah. So, when you look at the gallbladder, the gallbladder is um, works with the liver. Yeah. So typically when we have gallbladder issues, it's because of, it's usually directly uh, connected to the diet. Yeah. The liver is responsible for processing out fat and cleaning toxins out of the body. Mm -hmm. Um, The gallbladder is is what uh, secrete uh, bile to break down those fats. So essentially that is a system that's all part of your digestive system. Mm -hmm. I've been trying to eat blueberries and strawberries and, you know, trying to eat better a little bit, you know. Also, let me say this. I understand. When it comes to berries, berries are very good. However, strawberries, if you're going to eat strawberries, they should be organic because they are heavily sprayed and laden with, with pesticides. Okay. Um, and your Perfect. liver has to process that out. It's a burden on the liver and gallbladder. So wow. what I would say is taking yourself through, you, were you recommended to get surgery? Well, they are, they, I went today, I went today actually, and I went and got another, um, uh, um, uh, ultrasound and the results came back as like uh, it did grow some um, since July, um, and so they they is it, my choice. They haven't said anything after today, so um, we'll see what he recommends. They recommended me have surgery, but they said let's watch it, and then they oh, and then they said let's come back in I think uh, six months to make sure it hasn't grown. So if they, if they go back in six months, I'm just like, okay, just take it, you know, and it's grown. It can okay. be cancerous. 
you know, I don't want to take that risk, but I'm just trying to. Um, there's a well, lot, you know, with my children and, you know, taking yes. off. And, yes. Yeah. Well, regardless of whether you go the allopathic route and you do what's told to you to do, um, no judgment, or whether you decide to do it completely holistically, you want to get to the root of the cause. Um, sometimes you can connect gallbladder to certain ways of thinking as well. Um, look at in your in your psyche the way you know. Are you feeling bitter about certain things? Mm. Um, you know, bitterness, uh, hardness. You needing to um, soften things in your life. You know. Um, yeah. Just really sit down and journal and check in with you and where your deepest emotions are, where they reside. Um, are you feeling really bitter and angry and about what? And there are a lot of practices that you can do to alleviate that emotions that haven't been processed. Um you can use magnets, you can use water that you put affirmations on. Um, you can get very creative. Writing is okay. really good. A lot of times writing out those emotions um, and then burning the paper, that's one way. That's another way. Making sure that you're always um, supporting yourself emotionally. If you have to keep a journal on you at all times and you have different feelings that come up, write them out immediately. Right. Mm-hmm. Immediately address them. Because part of, you know, digestion is also processing of information. Everything is information. Our food is information. The light that we take in is information. The sounds that we hear is all information. And either that information is going to bring harmony in the body or it's going to bring dis-ease. So look at everything in your life and see what you really feel good about and then make the commitment Mm -hmm. to veer towards those things that you feel good about. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say, like, directly, directly on a physical level, watch the oils. If I were you, I would just drop all of the oils. Most okay. of the oils are no good. Every time we eat out, we're getting, you know, oils that are not really food. And the body is not recognizing a lot of what we're eating as food anymore. So that's why mm. it's like trying to package it up into, you know, um, excess tissue. Wow. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So looking, um, looking, looking, and making sure you're drinking enough fluid too, enough water. Charge your water yes. with prayer. Um, you can, you know, speak words of power over your water. I mean, I'm into programming everything. If you can program it, then that's what you do. Because water is so receptive, you know, and then you drink that mm-hmm. water knowing that it's healing you and it's dissolving everything that does not work in your favor. Yeah. 
Yeah. And sometimes it'll take a little bit of time to implement these practices, but you start with one thing, little by little. You just keep adding on, adding on. Right. And then, and then and you so- always need to like find ways of mitigating when you do eat out. If you know you're going to eat out, you're eating a greasy <laughs> meal. Come home and put some charcoal in some water. You know, and ask mm-hmm. that charcoal to remove that grease from your body. And you drink it, and you use the bathroom, it's going to be all black. <laughs> but it's flushing it out. It's pulling out um, It's pulling out the, the excess residue that doesn't belong in there. Right. Okay. So watch my diet, get out all the – because I normally I, – I eat at home, I work from home. And my problem is I don't – I haven't been tr- eating well. And um, and that is my part. That is my part. I do have digestive issues, um, IBS, things like that. Like that. And um, so – but I just had a surgery 2020. They took, you know, hysterectomy or whatever, partial. And so I'm just like – I'm 41, two grown kids. They're in college. And I'm just like, listen – what is going on? I'm going to have a heart and a brain when they sit in with me. Like, I'm not trying to have a oh. surgery, you know. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, I am going to work with this. Um, and then I'll, and until six months. And then once that happens, then I can decide, I guess, where everything is. I just wanted to know what can I, herbs I can have here or I can take or, you know, and I wrote everything you said down. I've been taking probiotics. Um, I'm going to take more for my di- digestive system as well. So I am trying to get in, into into gear, you know, trying to get okay. myself together, keep myself right, Brent. And so I won't have to be old because my, my ex-husband, well, he's not my ex yet, but he's, he's sick. He's only 41. He, you know, there's a lot going on with him, and I don't want to, you know, I want to be great grandkids and stuff. Um, <laughs> um, but I that that's the next question as well. Like I mean what that's what my stresses have been with my, my yeah. what I have been going you know, with him and then my children trying to make them sure they are in college and me working from home and trying to balance everything. I want a home and I want to buy another home. It's just a lot, you know. So every time I get stressed out I think that that's when my gallbladder kinda of, it kind of that it bothers me. You know, um but I would do exactly all of this stuff, and I understand what you what you were saying about thinking bitter, if I'm, you know, in hardness and um, yeah. things like that. I I can understand it, but I I feel like I feel great. Every, you know, I, I feel great. Mm-hmm. I do have some issues. Um, I'm working on it with my therapist. Um, you know, things that, that it's just still ongoing, and I want I want to cut it off. And right. so. And so it's time. And so that's why I'm asking about the guy. He's nice and things are kind of fast, but it's okay. You know, I don't know if, you know, what that would be. What is that? What, you know, that. I'm looking towards new things. Um, Of course, I'm, you know, in the, hopefully we hurry up and get a divorce, but it takes time. <laughs> it takes time. But what can you, what does right. say? Um, and love, or is this a guy? Um, well, what what um, what I'm what spirit is telling me is that you need to slow down. 
Mm. And you need to check in more with yourself. You have to catch up with yourself. You've got a lot of wonderful ambition and that energy and that drive to, you know, to do so much um, is beautiful. Some of it needs to be directed towards your development and, and your comfort. And I don't mean comfort right. in like an enabling way, but more so um, in, a, in a harmonious way, bringing your body into alignment, um, slowing down, taking baths. You know, long soaks, relaxing, taking walks in the woods. Um, Mm -hmm. You don't have to do a million things, you know. Kind of pace yourself. Pace everything. You know, this year that we're in, 2023, is a seven-year. So it's when you have a seven-year, this is a year of spiritual growth. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of inner work. Now, when we get to the eight year, that's the power year. It's going to be all about, I mean, even though everyone's thinking about money right now, um, the the thing is really going to be spiritual growth this year. Um, next okay. year, we'll be delving more into, and of course, it changes based on your own astrology, but overall, collectively, that we are being called to grow inwardly and to raise ourselves up spiritually. So you need to definitely be writing, processing your emotions, putting it all on paper, the way you feel, and doing work to actually um, move it along so it's not holding stagnant within your body. Drinking lots of water, um, writing your things out as a plan is a great thing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's not going anywhere, (laughs) you know, it's there for you. (laughs) Um, Just take your time, be patient with yourself. And as far as the man is concerned, the main thing I'm getting is take your time, slow down and take your time because there's development that you need right now. Okay. Because in the long run, a lot of times what happens is when we link with other people and then we go on our inner journey, we realize that they may not be aligned anymore with who we are, you know, who we become. Mm. You know, yeah. and that's a lot of times when things go left. So, so don't entangle like, myself. Right, exactly, because you don't know who you are fully yet. I mean, none of us do, but there's, I feel that for you there's going to be leaps and bounds of growth. You're going to start looking at things very differently. So allow yourself to to take that time and that space. Allow yourself that space to spread spread out a little bit and and see what you're blossoming into in the next year or so. Mm. Gianna, I do. 
I appreciate you calling in this evening. We do have two other callers that we need to get through to the end of the evening. But I appreciate you coming on and sharing and asking a question. And I, I found it very informative about the gallbladder thing. It's good to be a fly yeah. on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, also, well, thank you so much. Have a good night. Thank you. You too. Good night. All right. We have uh, two more callers to get on the line before the evening is over. And we have about 20 minutes to do it. So the first caller actually is circling back around for a reading question or a health question. This Tracy again. All right. Hey. Hey. I was. Hey, I didn't want to take up. Um, I didn't want to take a whole lot of time. I could have let the other person go next, but it was just. Um, and I kind of briefly had a conversation with Karima about it. But we didn't get a chance because I was we were I was traveling. But it was about the um, the pain that I was feeling in my when I'm sleeping at night in my arms and like in my hand, like a little achy. And you had made mention um, something about like it sounds like circulation. Um, and I'm in Hot Springs Village now, and I end up you know because it was bothering me. I've been traveling for two months and got back. And he's a he's a holistic or or a practitioner, and he had um, prescribed me a, a natural um, product. Is uh, I'm gonna spell it so I can make sure I say it properly. L P O I C acid. Oh, lipoic lipoic. acid. Alpha lipoic yes. acid. Yes. Oh. Okay. Yeah. It just it's it. Yeah. I P O I C acid okay ipo so like what do you have anything um to share and more because i've been taking it for a few weeks now i guess it's subsiding but i wasn't sure you know i probably should have asked him more questions about it but i just wanted to see what what you think or about this particular type of um supplement well, when it comes to that supplement, um, alpha lipoic acid, a lot of times uh, we use that, like, for when the blood sugar is out. I mean, it can be used for so much. There's so many benefits to it. Um, people who have okay. issues with diabetes, it's good for the kidneys. It's good for a lot. Um, oh, okay. He probably gave it to you because you had, like, the tingling and stuff. That could mm-hmm. be why. Um so mm-hmm. usually that would work in the case of when there's like a peripheral neuropathy um, and you've got usually due to diabetes, you know. Um, yeah, he was saying that, that it, it it's like sounds like I had the beginning stages of neuropathy and that's the reason why he was suggesting. He he did, you know, one of the things was interesting, he did like the muscle testing when he right. was, um, you know, having a conversation and, and uh-huh. then he made the suggestion of this, and I did share with him because one of the things that you had shared that I should um, take a iodine supplement um, because I was feeling kind of tired, and you saw in your reading um, uh, um, like thyroid type um, mm-hmm. issue that you could see when you were looking into my eyes. So um, 
we also did the muscle test surrounding the the one that I had chosen, and I ended up getting something that my body was in that was more in alignment. So I, like I said, I was just curious as to from your perspective or what you knew about this particular supplement and what were the benefits of it. Um, yes, so that's typically what that um, supplement is used for. But um, I want to ask you if you – how do I say this on over the air without jamming myself up? Okay, you can call um, me offline I, if you need to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like more of a an ongoing follow-on reading, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't leave me hanging all night, Karima. When you get done, uh, you could just ask me the question offline. I mean, I and I appreciate your um, being mindful you, of what comes through you right now. <laughs> all right, all right. And you can call me after around ten thirty, or right after Georgia we get off time. the show. Yeah, right off. Huh? Right, right after we get off the phone, Georgia time. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, darling. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, Tracy. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We're cruising on to our last caller for the evening. I love this phone number. It ends in four four four. Welcome to the Psychic Inside Show. Who are we talking mm. with? Greetings. Um, can you all hear me? Yes. Yes, so my name is Ebony Q. I'm actually one of Karima's clients. Oh, cool. So, and um, oh, greetings, Ebony. <laughs> greetings. So, so yes, I've def- I've been working with Karima for a while. She's been working with me <laughs> for a while now, and um, I could just like really speak for her knowledge. Speak for it. I loved her approach and looking at everything from a holistic point of view because, you know, like in Western medicine, everything is looked at as compartmentalized. But due to, like, her gifts and her ability and her skills and knowledge, she's able to see things from, like, a well-rounded point of view. So it's like you'll tell you what's going on medically, you know, physically, but, like, the emotional and energetic manifestation of that, which is also Mm -hmm. important for healing. So, um, yes, she's been helping me on my womb healing journey, and it's just been it's been very empowering. So I just want to say thank you for that. Oh, I just thanks. <laughs> yes, I appreciate it. How did you How did you find oh, Karima? Can I ask you how you found Karima? Yes, so I actually met Karima at a fair at a health fair. It was um like a energetic healing fair. Okay. And um, she had her booth set up. And so I decided to get an iridology appointment with her. And it was a very powerful experience. It was my first iridology appointment. Pretty mind-blowing, isn't it? Yes. She was able to tell me something that was going on in my shoulder, like from high school. Mm. Like she saw that through my eyes and was able to tell me exactly what it was and the minerals that I needed in order to, like, restore the tissues in my shoulder. Mm. All right. Mm. See? <laughs> oh, I 
give thanks. Thank you, Ebony, for calling in. <laughs> Um, it's amazing. It's amazing how much the eyes tell. It really is. I I I love um, the tool. You know, and see so much. Ebony, did you have a question as well for this evening? Yes. So I have a question. I'll keep it short. I know we're coming close to the end, <laughs> but. Um, my question has to do with um, spleen energy, like the spleen, I guess the spleen or the spleen chakra. So I mm-hmm. realized recently that I'm experiencing um, a bit of blockage um, like underneath my left rib, which I identified to be my spleen. Um, it was kind of cold. So like, you know, based on what I've, I've learned from you, it's usually blocked energy in that area. So um, what could I do to maybe bring more fire to my spleen or more circulation to my spleen? Mm. So that spleen energy gets depleted. Um, Sometimes it can be depleted through cold. I remember learning um, how to use moxibustion. So I can show you, you know, using the moxa. Um, that's that's one way. Um, kind of tuning in to see with you, Ebony. Hmm. Okay, so I remember before you were having some issues with um, digestion as well. Um, Yes. It comes from a space of dealing with, like, your personal power because it's connected Mm. to that third chakra, which is has to do with power and, you know, the healthy the ego and mm-hmm. the, the feel of having things under control, like, you know, your strength, um, being able to show up in the world the way you want to, um, empowered. So it has a lot to do with empowerment. Um, I think for you, uh, Breathing exercises, I would use uh, fire breath. I would. Ah, uh, okay. And look at the types of exercises you're doing as well, because our personal power and that that particular center um, thrives off of exercise because. You know, also being tied to with the root chakra, um, if that's thrown off, it can throw off the chakras above, so the sacral and the solar plexus. And I feel like for you, it's stemming from the root. Mm. It, it's stemming okay. from the root, and the, and the need to and you needing to feel more not only grounded, but empowered. The word empowerment just keeps coming to me for you. Mm. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. So when so you say it's not really say, a food okay. thing for you, it's not. I'm okay. not picking up a food thing. What okay, you thank you. What were you? About so when you say exercises, do you mean <laughs> physical exercises or like, um, I guess more like uh, words of power exercises? Physical exercises and breath work. Not really work. Okay. Breath work, physical exercises. And, you know, any crystals that also help with that solar plexus chakra, like a citrine or something like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You are welcome. Thank you so much for calling in um, and for sharing your experience mm-hmm. and then also for asking another informing question because, you know, we're talking about the inner organs and stuff. I really have, like, the no clue as to their alignment with certain energy experiences in our life. So these answers mm-hmm. have, have been very informative, Karima. I give thanks. You know, um, I love how, you know, Louise Hay, (laughs) she talks about Mm -hmm. the energetic correspondences to disease. I always found that so fascinating. And, you you know, you can really, um, you can really see and connect that way. Well, Ebony, thank you so much. I'm going to put you back on the listener line. Okay. So this has been a wonderful conversation, Karima. Um, Just as you said, like sitting sitting at your knee, almost like, you know, I feel that kind of let me just listen to you and see what tidbits can be gleaned. It would be a wonderful experience to just be able to be that fly on the wall as you practice and impart your knowledge with people because it's so varied. That's that's the thing that I'm so impressed by is, again, as I've been saying all evening, you come from so many different knowledge pathways into one kind of merged uh quantum healer, (laughs) you know, (laughs) embodying both the ancestors and the future and the energy medicine that you're bringing. So I thank you for that. You are welcome. You are (laughs) so welcome. It's an honor. It was a wonderful show tonight. (laughs) Any other questions? No, we're, we've cleared the phone lines and we're headed for a right. wrap up here. So, um, Just in time. Yeah, this has been the Psychic Inside Show with my guest, Karima King. Um, the information for contacting Karima has been given and we'll repeat it in the show notes as well. Uh, next week, well, tomorrow, be sure to check out the Vibrary YouTube channel because on In the Cards with the Vibrarian, we're going to be featuring the Metaphysical Cannabis deck. So it is an oracle Ooh. deck that has been created all about plant medicine energies by the creator. So I'm super excited. I have a guest that will be joining me to share about her experience using the deck. 
And then next week on the Psychic Inside Show, we've got February already all blocked up every week for the next uh, six or eight weeks. We've got people, amazing people lined up to come back and talk about their journeys as well. So, um, Karima, thank you. I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. I I appreciate you, too. I want to just send my special appreciation to all the people that I love in our our close groups and um, Nikki with Beautiful Soul Photography, Sandy Mm -hmm. with her wonderful work that she does, um, Truist, mm-hmm. you, Mama Joelle, Key, Sister <laughs> Key, yeah. uh, with her breast work. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, and all else, and all those also that, you know, who always are just working towards the betterment of humanity and giving strength. Um, and all of my teachers, those that I've learned from, um, I give thanks to my parents. I give thanks to my ancestors, my guides, protectors. Um, just feeling really full. Feeling really full. Well, I give <laughs> it was a wonderful place to be. Um, I always wrap my show by saying that, you know, I wish that everyone has the most amazing, blessed week, and that those blessings spill out from their arms because they're so full, right, and then bless the world around them. Like, you definitely are a blessing to those who come in contact with you, and so I'm grateful for those abundant blessings that you've received that you are sharing with all of us. Uh, shame. <laughs> so, right, and I, I give a special, I give a special shout out to Queen Titus Liberated Minds. Okay. As well, <laughs> for the homeschoolers. Okay. Our wonderful programming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, so the parents. All right. <laughs> Peace and love. All right. Mm-hmm. Take care. All right, everyone, we will see you next week on the Psychic Inside Show. Namaste. You've been listening to the Psychic Inside Show with Joelle the Vibrarian. If it's in the psychic realm, it's our passion. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Vibrarian and on YouTube at The Vibrary. The show airs on Tuesdays at 8 Eastern on The Vibrary Radio Network. See you next week on The Psychic Inside Show.